ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد continuing then with the tafsir of juz amma we have now reached surah al-fajr and that is where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wal fajr wa layalin ashr وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَصْرِ هَلْ فِي ذَلِكَ قَصَمٌ لِذِي حِجْرِ أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِعَادِ إِرَمَ ذَاتِ الْعِمَادِ الَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَابُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ وَفِرْعَوْنَ ذِي الْأَوْتَادِ الَّذِينَ طَغَوْا فِي الْبِلَادِ فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ سَوْطَ عَذَابِ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ لَبِالْمِرْصَادِ That is the opening section of Surah Al-Fajr. And as you will see, as you will see, in the tafsir of the opening of Surah Al-Fajr, the timing that Surah Al-Fajr has occurred is absolutely perfect. Because Surah Al-Fajr, some of the scholars, they say, it is connected to Dhul-Hijjah. Coming up next week, Hajj in two weeks from now, Hajj coming up two or three weeks away. And there are some ayat in, in Surah Al-Fajr which are connected to that. So it is very relevant to the time period we are in right now, just a couple of weeks away from Hajj. So at the beginning, you'll see now what that means. Firstly, Allah says, Wal-Fajr, by the dawn. وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرٍ And by the ten nights وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ And by the even and the odd وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَصْرٍ And by the night when it departs This is just like many of the other chapters we've covered so far where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by taking an oath or swearing by certain aspects of creation. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again, just like those other suwar, those other chapters begins with taking an oath or swearing by certain aspects of creation. And here it is by the dawn wal-fajr, 
and by the ten nights, and by the even and the odd, and by the night when it departs. These are five in total, you could say, the even and the odd being one each. Five items in total. Firstly, by the dawn, wal fajr, huwa nur الذي يكون في الأفق الشرق قرب طلوع الشمس وبينه وبين طلوع الشمس ما بين ساعة واثنتين وثلاثين دقيقة إلى ساعة وسبع عشرة دقيقة ويختلف باختلاف الفصول The Fajr here الشيخ الهمين says is in reference to the light that appears just prior to the sunrise, the light that appears close to the sunrise, just before the sunrise. And the Sheikh mentions that typically between this light occurring and the actual sunrise occurring, Typically, it will be ساعه واثنتين وثلاثين دقيقة إلى ساعه وسبع عشرة دقيقة. That it's between an hour and seventeen minutes to an hour and thirty-two minutes. Typically, there or thereabouts, an hour and twenty, an hour and thirty. From the rising of the dawn of the Fajr time up until the actual sunrise. And the exact time will differ depending on the season of the year. Uh, the exact period will be different. Sometimes it might be a bit longer from when that light first appears up until the actual sunrise. It might be slightly longer sometimes, and it might be slightly shorter sometimes, hasab al-fusul, in accordance to the different seasons of the year and times of the year. Wal-fajran, and the dawn, there are two dawns in the morning. There are two dawns that occur in the morning. Fajrun Sadiq wa Fajrun Kadhib. The true dawn and the false dawn. There are two dawns that occur in the morning. The true dawn and the false dawn. والمقصود بالفجر هنا الفجر الصادق and the intent or the meaning of the fajr here والفجر and by the dawn the meaning is the true dawn not the false dawn but the question obviously is going to be how do you differentiate between the true dawn and this other one, the false dawn. 
what is the true dawn and what is the false dawn? How do you differentiate between the two of them? There are three different ways to differentiate between the true dawn and the false dawn. Both of them are when light appears. At false dawn, some light appears. And so you think maybe Fajr time has started, but it's the false dawn. But at true dawn, the light appears and it is the Fajr time. But what are the differences then? How would you know which one is the true one and which one is the false one? Number one, Al-Fajr al-Kathib yakunu mustatilan fi-sama laysa ardan walakinnahu tulan. وَأَمَّا الْفَجْرُ الصَّادِقِ فَيَكُونُ عَرْضًا يَمْتَدُّ مِنَ الشَّمَالِ إِلَى الْجُنُوبِ That the false dawn, it is a light that occurs vertically. It is a light that occurs vertically. And it is not spread across the horizon. It is a light that is vertical in the sky, not horizontally across it. As for the actual Fajr, then the light appears across the horizon, horizontally all the way across the horizon. So the false, uh, at night, after Isha, Isha time onwards in the night, it is pitch black. Then, when it starts getting closer and closer to Fajr time, eventually some light appears. But when the light first appears, after the pitch black night, when the light first appears, it appears vertically. It's, you see it. Going up vertically, not spread across the horizon in the east. That is an indication that the light you are seeing right now is not the time of Fajr. That is the false dawn. The false dawn. There is light and you think maybe Fajr has started. But it's a light going horizontally, not uh, going vertically, not going horizontally across the horizon. The second difference, أن الفجر الصادق لا ظلمة بعده بل يزداد الضياء حتى تطلع الشمس وأما الفجر الكاذب فإنه يحدث بعده ظلمة بعد أن يكون هذا الضياء ولهذا سمي كاذبا لأنه يضمحل ويزول The false dawn when it occurs, when that light appears, after a while the light disappears and it becomes dark again. But the true dawn, once the light appears, it stays and in fact becomes lighter and lighter more and more until the actual sunrise. That's the second difference. The false dawn the light appears, but then it disappears. But with the true dawn, it appears and stays and increases and increases up until 
the sunrise. Al-Farq al-Thalith, the third difference, Anna al-Fajr al-Sadiq muttasilun bil-Ufuq, Amma al-Fajr al-Kathib, fabaynahu wa bayna al-Ufuq, dhulmah. That the true dawn, the light appears from the actual horizon upwards. The light appears connected from the horizon. Whereas the false dawn, you see darkness on the horizon, then above the horizon you see some light. There's a gap between the light and the horizon. There's darkness on the horizon. And then there's this light above it that is not connected down to the horizon. That is the false dawn. The true dawn, the light emanates from the horizon, connected on the horizon, going outwards from there. That is the third difference. هَذِهِ ثَلَاثَةُ فُرُوقٍ these are three differences that are physical differences that you can witness and see on the horizon. Physical differences that can be seen on the horizon. And the people who live especially out in the uh, 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 desert areas or the areas that are rural, that are not urban areas. In urban areas with all of the lights, it's difficult to work anything out. But in the rural areas where there are no artificial lights and things and you can clearly see the darkness of the night and then the fajr appearing, that's where they are able to see these differences and distinguish between the false dawn and the true dawn. أَمَّا فِي الْمُدْنِ فَلَا يَعْرِفُونَ ذَلِكَ لِأَنَّ الْأَنْوَارِ تَحْجِبْ هَذِهِ الْعَلَامَاتِ But if you live in an urban environment, in the city, then those differences cannot be visible because of the uh, uh, artificial lights, all of the lights that exist, they affect the visibility of the dawn light. وَأَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ بِالْفَجْرِ لِأَنَّهُ إِبْتِدَاءُ النَّهَارِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took an oath by the fajr because it is the beginning of the day. وَهُوَ انْتِقَالٌ مِنْ ظُلْمَةٍ دَامِسَةٍ إِلَى فَجْرٍ سَاطِعٍ And it is the transfer that time is the transfer from the darkness of the night to the light of Fajr now arising. From darkness of night to the light of the dawn, that changeover occurs at that time. وَأَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ بِهِ لِأَنَّهُ لَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَى الْإِتِيَانِ بِهَذَا الْفَجْرِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ عَزَّ And... Another reason why Allah took an oath by the Fajr is because it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is able to cause that Fajr to occur, 
to cause that dawn to occur, for the sun to rise. Nobody else is capable of that. Nobody else is able to make the sun rise and the sun set. That is something specific to Allah, causing that dawn to occur. And so Allah took an oath by it for that also. وَأَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ بِالْفَجْرِ لِأَنَّهُ يَتَرَتَّبُ عَلَيْهِ أَحْكَامٌ شَرْعِيَّةٌ And also Allah took an oath by the Fajr because there are legislative rulings connected to that time. There are Islamic rulings connected to that time. مِثْلُ إِمْسَاكَ الصَّائِمُ For example, the one who is fasting, that's when you must stop. Eating and drinking. You must stop your affairs that would break the fast at that time. That is the time of imsak. فَإِنَّهُ إِذَا طَلَعَ الْفَجْرِ وَجَبَ عَلَى الصَّائِمِ أَنْ يُمْسِكِ إِذَا كَانَ سَوْمُهُ فَرْضًا So when the true dawn arises, meaning the time for fajr enters, that's the true dawn. The true dawn is the time for fajr entering. The false dawn is not. So when the true dawn occurs, that's when the person fasting has to stop. Now the eating, drinking, etc. Fajr time has entered now. And so when that time enters, whomsoever is fasting, an obligatory fast must stop the eating and the drinking, etc. from that time. أَوْ نَفْلًا إِذَا أَرَادَ أَنْ يُتِمَّ or if it's a supererogatory fast and he desires to fulfill and perfect the full day of fasting. The reason why the Shaykh has mentioned those two separately is why? Why mention the obligatory fast and then the uh, supererogatory fast separately? Hmm, because this, the, the uh, uh, supererogatory fasts the optional fasts, if a person hadn't eaten or drunk or anything since before Fajr, then even in the middle of the day you can make your intention and fast for the rest of the day and make it a fast. But an obligatory one, you must have made your intention prior to the true dawn, prior to the Fajr time entering. And also the things that occur upon the true dawn entering, the entry time for the Fajr prayer. That is the entry time for the Fajr prayer. So those are two great affairs connected to the Fajr time. One, that is the time when your fasting begins at the true dawn when Fajr enters. And secondly, because it is the time for Fajr prayer and that is the most important thing. The most important thing is to know about the entry time for Fajr. That is the highest of the conditions of the prayer. To, the, to know the entry time and to pray in the entry time. 
And then of course for the one fasting as well, to know when to start that fasting and when it is no longer permissible for him to eat and drink, etc. لِأَنَّنَا فِي الْإِمْسَاكِ عَنِ الْمُفَطَّرَاتِ فِي الصَّيَامِ لَوْ فَرَضْنَا أَنَّنَا أَخْطَأْنَا فَإِنَّنَا بَنَيْنَا عَلَىٰ أَصْلُ وَهُوَ بَقَاءُ اللَّيْلِ لكن في الصلاة لو أخطأنا وصلينا قبل الفجر لم نكن بنينا على أصل لأن الأصل بقاء الليل وعدم دخول وقت الصلاة The difference between those two that fajr, the true fajr is the time for your fast to begin and it is the time where you can now start praying your fajr prayer The difference between them is the reason why the entry time for fajr is more important is because if you were unsure, if you were not certain, has the true dawn entered or not? Has the true dawn entered or not? And you're uncertain, you're not sure, then you could still possibly eat and drink it because the default is that you are in the night time yet and you're waiting for the true dawn to enter. The default is you're in the night time yet. And that means you're allowed to carry on eating and drinking yet. So that wouldn't be as major. But the other one about the prayer, if you're uncertain and unsure, then can you just go and pray without knowing for certain that the time has entered yet? You cannot. If that occurred, then it would be incorrect because the default is that it is still... The night time, you cannot just go pray then until you know that you are out of that default, that origin, and you are now into the true dawn time. So that is even more important for that reason. وَلِهَذَا لَوْ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانَ صَلَّ الْفَجْرِ قَبْلَ دُخُولِ وَقْتِ الصَّلَةِ بِدَقِيقَةٍ وَاحِدَةٍ فَصَلَاتُهُ if a person prayed a prayer even a minute or fajr in this case if a person prayed the fajr prayer even one minute before the true dawn even one minute before the actual fajr time started then that prayer of his would not count as his Fajr prayer, count it as a supererogatory prayer, nafal, but it won't count as your Fajr prayer because you prayed it before the time started. And so the Shaykh says, for this reason, we uh, uh, highlight to you and bring your attention to this fact and call you to observe and take notice of this issue very carefully regarding the entry times of the prayers or the prayer of Fajr. He says many of the Mu'addinun, those who give the Adhan, end up doing the Fajr Adhan too early, before the true dawn. And that is a great mistake. لِأَنَّ الْأَذَانِ قَبْلَ الْوَقْتِ لَيْسَ بِمَشْرُوعِ Giving the adhan before the entry time of the prayer is not legislated. 
لقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا حضرت الصلاة فليؤذن لكم أحدكم The Prophet said when the prayer time occurs when the prayer time starts when the prayer time is there then one of you do the adhan then one of you do the adhan for you when the prayer time starts enters إِذَا حَضَرَتْ الصَّلَاةِ and the prayer the time of the prayer is of course connected to its entry time فَلَوْ أَذَّنَ الْإِنسَانُ قَبْلَ دُخُولِ وَقْتِ الصَّلَةِ فَأَذَانُهُ غَيْرُ صَحِيحِ وَيَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ الْإِعَادَةِ وَالْعِنَايَةُ بِدُخُولِ الْفَجْرِ مُهِمَّةِ جِدًّا مِنْ أَجْلِ مُرَاعَاتِ وَقْتِ الصَّلَةِ So if somebody did the adhan for fajr before the true dawn, before the fajr timer started, then that adhan would be invalid. And it needs to be done again at the time of fajr, when the fajr time has entered. So giving importance to this affair is uh, a very important. Uh, uh, being aware of this is very important. And taking care of the adhan and the prayer within the time is very important. So you can see there are many issues connected to Al-Fajr, connected to the true dawn. Then, walayalin ashr, and this is the point regarding Hajj coming up. Walayalin ashr, and then Allah takes an oath, swears by the ten nights. But what are these ten nights? It could be the ten nights of Ramadan. It could be the ten nights of Ramadan. And that is what some scholars say. But it could also be in reference to the ten days of the Hijjah. And you'll see those opinions here now. وَلَيَالٍ عَشَرٍ قِيلَ الْمُرَادُ بِلَيَالٍ عَشَرٍ عَشَرٍ ذِي الْحِجَّةِ It has been said as an opinion that the intent of the ten nights being mentioned here وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالٍ عَشَرٍ And by the ten nights that the meaning of it is actually the ten days of the Hijjah which are going to start uh, 26, 27, 28, 29, maybe Monday. Maybe Monday. It could be Monday when those 10 days they begin. We're just a few days away now from the month of the Hijjah. So some scholars say it is those 10 days. The 10th day itself is of course the day of Eid. And the 9th day is the day of Arafah. So those 10 days from the month of Dhul Hijjah, you know the Islamic calendar in, in English, January, February, March. But Islamically there is a calendar with 12 months. And this month that we are in right now, Dhul Qi'dah, 
is the 11th month of the Islamic calendar. Because Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. It's been two months since then. We are now in Dhul Qi'da, which is the 11th month of the Islamic calendar, where it today it's the 26th, I think. So there are two or three days left, and we're going to go into the 12th month of the Islamic calendar. And that is the month of Dhul Hijjah. So in five weeks from now, it's going to be the next Islamic year in the calendar. Right now, Islamic year from Hijri is 1444. 1444, it's the year 1444. So in a few weeks, it's going to become 1445. So Dhul Hijjah, the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, which could be from this Monday onwards, then that is what some scholars say is meant by the 10 nights. That it's actually talking about the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. But somebody may say, but it says nights. And that's okay because In the Arabic language, from the acceptable uh, methods of phrasing and expression in the Arabic language, you can refer or you can use the term nights so many nights, or this many nights, or those nights, and you're talking about those particular days. And you may mention the days, but in the context of your speech, you're referring to those particular nights. In the Arabic language, that is possible. From the expansive nature and the eloquence of the Arabic language, that is possible. So some scholars say that's what's happened here. When Allah has mentioned it as the ten nights, it's talking about these days coming up now of Dhul Hijjah, the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. But the second opinion, Qil al Muradu bi layalin ashar, layalil ashar al akhira min Ramadan. The second opinion is no, it's just the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Amma ala al awwal. الذين يقولون المراد بالليال العشر عشر ذي الحجة فلأن عشر ذي الحجة أياما أو أيام فاضلة قال فيها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم So now you have those two opinions that it's either the ten days of the Hijjah or the last ten nights of Ramadan. As for the scholars who say it's the last ten, uh, it's the uh, first 10 of Dhul Hijjah, they have evidences. They have evidences to indicate that Allah is swearing by the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. What are those evidences? Because there must be something showing us the virtue of the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. If you're going to say that is what Allah is swearing by, and there are, there are clear ahadith highlighting the virtues of the first 10 days of the Hijjah, for example, the hadith in Al-Bukhari, 
When the Prophet said, مَا مِنْ أَيَّامٍ الْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ فِيهِنَّ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَيَّامِ الْعَشْرِ That the Prophet said, there are no days, meaning out of the whole year, there are no other days where the righteous actions in them are more beloved to Allah than in these 10 days. There are no days of the whole year where righteous actions are more beloved to Allah than in these 10 days. That of course talking about the 10 days of the Hijjah. When the companions heard that, that your righteous actions in these 10 days of the Hijjah that is the most beloved to Allah. They thought, but what about jihad? What if you do jihad in some other time of the year? They said, not even jihad in the path of Allah. If you do your righteous actions in these 10 days of the Hijjah, Quran and prayer and these other actions, is that better than even jihad if it was done at some other time? The Prophet said, The Messenger said, Not even jihad in the path of Allah, except a man who exits with himself and his wealth and returns with none of that. So, not even jihad. The companions they knew of the great virtue of jihad. How great an act that is. That's why when they heard this, they said, Oh Messenger, not even jihad? If in the rest of the year, if jihad is done, are you saying the action in these 10 days are even superior to that? The Messenger said, even to that. So that shows just how much virtue there is to these 10 days of the Hijjah and how the actions are multiplied in reward in these 10 days of the Hijjah. أَمَّا الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ الْمُرَادَ بِالْلَّيَالِ الْعَشْرِ هِيَ لَيَالٍ لِيَالِ عَشْرِ رَمَضَانِ الْأَخِيرَ فَقَالُوا إِنَّ الْأَصْلِ فِي الْلَّيَالِ أَنَّهَا الْلَّيَالِ وَلَيْسَتَ الْأَيَّامِ As for the other opinion, the ones who said that it means the last ten nights of Ramadan, their first evidence is obvious. They said the ayah does phrase it as by the ten nights. So the more logical explanation would be to stick to the exact way the ayah was phrased and say that it means the ten nights. And that must be the ten nights of Ramadan. Rather than saying, but in Arabic you can uh, 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 intend by that the days which you can. They said, okay, but it says nights. So the primary explanation should be the nights in Ramadan. That is one of their reasonings. وَقَالُوا أَنَّ لَيَالِ الْعَشْرِ الْأَخِيرَ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ فِيهَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ الَّتِي قَالَ اللَّهُ فِيهَا خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرِ وَقَالْ إِنَّا أَنْزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ مُبَارَكَةِ إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنْذِرِينَ فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ They said also in the last ten nights of Ramadan, this is to prove why these 10 nights must be the nights of Ramadan. They are proving the virtues of those nights. They said in those nights you have Laylatul Qadr in them. 
the night of power, the night of decree, that which Allah said, and we covered it already, it is better than a thousand months of worship, which is over 80 years, 83 years of worship. And that Allah said, indeed, we reveal the Quran in a blessed night. Indeed, we are plain warners, and within it, the affairs are decreed. So they said, there are great virtues to the last 10 nights of Ramadan with Laylatul Qadr, etc. And the ayah does use the word nights. So they said, upon their opinion, it must be talking about the last 10 nights of Ramadan. وَهَذَا الْقَوْلِ أَرْجَحْ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ الْأَوَّلِ This opinion, as Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen says, appears to be, in basic sense, stronger or weightier, the preponderant opinion. That this appears to be the stronger and more correct opinion, that it's talking about the last ten nights of Ramadan. But he says, the majority of the scholars actually hold the position the majority of the scholars actually hold the position that it's talking about the 10 days of the hijjah so according to a shaykh al-athameen he thinks that it is stronger that it's referring to the last 10 nights of ramadan but he does mention that the majority of the scholars actually believe it to intend the 10 days of the hijjah lakin al-lafz so according to a Shaykh Al-Athameen who believes it is stronger to say it's the last 10 nights of Ramadan, he says even though the majority of the scholars say it's the first 10 days of the Hijjah, the wording of the ayah doesn't help them. The wording of the ayah doesn't help them because the wording of the ayah does say nights, even though it can be used to mean days, but it says nights. So he says the wording of the ayah directly as it is doesn't really support the majority. And so he says therefore what appears to be stronger is that it is the last 10 nights of Ramadan. So you have a difference of opinion on that. You have the two opinions on that. But he does highlight that the majority believe it is the first 10 days of Ramadan that are, be, of, uh, of, uh, hijjah, that are being referenced. So then, either way, whichever it is, then Allah has taken an oath upon that. Upon the opinion that it's the last 10 nights, وَلِأَنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ يَخْتُمُونَ بِهَا شَهْرَ رَمَضَانِ الَّذِي هُوَ وَقْتُ فَرِيضَةِ مِنْ فَرَائِذَ الْإِسْلَامِ وَأَرْكَانِ الْإِسْلَامِ فَلِذَلِكَ أَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ بِهَذِهِ الْلَّيَالِ So the Shaykh further emphasizes his opinion and says this is the time when the Muslims are completing the great act of worship, of fasting, and within it is Laylatul Qadr, and so it would indicate, according to his opinion, that it's the last 10 nights of Ramadan. But the majority believe it is the 10 days of the Hijjah. Then the third and the fourth items, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by. 
and by the even and the odd of all of the creations of Allah. And by the even and the odd of all of the creations of Allah. قيل إن المراد به كل الخلق. It has been said that the intention and the meaning of and by the even and the odd that it means and it refers to all of creation. The even and the odd of all of creation. فالخلق إما شفع وإما وطر. Because all of the creation, it is either even or odd. And it is mentioned in the Qur'an where Allah said, We created everything in pairs. وَالْعِبَادَاتِ إِمَّا شَفْعٌ وَإِمَّا And also your acts of worship. Your acts of worship are also even or odd. Even or odd. فَيَكُونُ الْمُرَادُ بِشَفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ كُلُّ مَا كَانَ مَخْلُوقًا مِنْ شَفْعٍ وَوَتْرِ وَكُلُّ مَا كَانَ مَشْرُوعًا مِنْ شَفْعٍ وَوَتْرِ That the intent is all of creation that were created من شَفْعٍ وَوَتْرِ In even or odd numbers and all of the worships that are legislated كُلُّ مَا كَانَ مَشْرُوعًا مِنْ شَفْعٍ وَوَتْرِ all of the ibadat, the worships that are legislated either in odd or even numbers. Like for example, the prayers. Your maghrib prayer is an odd number, the others are even. The witr prayer is known as witr, it is an odd numbered prayer. Waqil al muradu bishafr al khalq. كلهم والمراد بالوتر الله عز وجل. Some have said that the meaning of the even and by the even and the odd that the even the even numbers that is talking about everything in creation because everything in creation is made in pairs. Mother, father, procreation occurs. That is all in pairs. So they say everything in creation is even numbers. It's all created in pairs. Male, female, reproduction, etc. in pairs. And that the water, the odd, in this case the single, because number one is considered an odd number, the single in this case is referring to Allah himself. So the even is in regards to the creation and the odd is in regards to Allah, the one in regards to Allah. That is what some of them say. فَقَالُوا إِنْ إِنْعَمْ So you can have two recitations of this word as well. You can either say what with a fatha on the wow and you can say witr with a kasra on the wow. Both are correct. فَقَالُوا إِنَّ شَفْعْ هُوَ الْخَلْقِ 
So they said in this opinion that the even numbers is talking about everything in creation. لِأَنَّ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ كُلُّهَا, كلها مُكَوَّنَةَ مِنْ شَيْئَيْنِ Because all of the creation, the creatures are made up of two. A father and a mother, male and female. That is the way that all of the creation is uh, made. وَالْوَطْرِ أو الْوِطْرِ هُوَ اللَّهِ لِقَوْلِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وِطْرِ يُحِبُّ الْوِطْرِ And it is mentioned in the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, Indeed, Allah is witr. And he loves witr. So the messenger referred to Allah as witr. So they said that's what it could mean here, that the even is about the creation, and the odd, the one, is talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذَا كَانَتِ الْآيَةُ تَحْتَمِلُ مَعْنَيَيْنِ وَلَا مُنَافَاتَ بَيْنَهُمَا فَلْتَكُنْ لِكُلِّ الْمَعَانِ الَّتِي تَحْتَمِلُهَا الْآيَةِ And we've said before, when you have multiple meanings, multiple possible meanings, and they do not contradict each other, then it is possible that all of those can be applicable to the ayah. وَهَذِهِ الْقَاعِدَةِ فِي عِلْمِ التَّفْسِيرِ أَنَّ الْآيَةَ إِذَا كَانَتْ تَحْتَمِلُ مَعْنَيَيْنِ وَأَحَدُهُمَا لَا يُنَافِ الْآخَرِ فَهِيَ مَحْمُولَ عَلَى الْمَعْنَيَيْنِ جَمِيعًا That if an ayah has two meanings and they do not contradict each other, then both of those meanings can be applicable to that ayah. Then after that, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَصْدِ And by the night when it departs, by the night when it departs, أَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ أَيْضًا بِاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَصْرِ وَالسَّرِ هُوَ السَّيْرِ فِي اللَّيْلِ وَاللَّيْلُ يَسِيرُ يَبْدَأُ بِالْمَغْرِبِ وَيَنْتَهِ بِطُلُوعِ الْفَجْرِ فَهُوَ يَمْشِي زَمَنًا لَا يَتَوَقَّفْ فَهُوَ دَائِمًا فِي سَرِيَانِ فَأَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ بِهِ لِمَا فِي سَاعَاتِهِ مِنَ الْعِبَادَاتِ كَصَلَاةِ الْمَغْرِبِ وَالْعِشَاءِ وَقِيَامِ اللَّيْلِ وَالْوِطْرِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكِ And by the night when it departs, the yasr in the ayah here talking about the departure of the night. And that is specifically a word indicating movement or departure or travel by night. And so the night itself, it enters at Maghrib and then it is always constantly on the move until it departs at the Fajr time. It is constantly on the move all night. Passing by, passing by until it completely passes by and Fajr comes and the day begins. So it is constantly moving. And the reason why Allah took an oath or swore by the night then, the night as it travels and finishes, is because during that time period, it is a time period of worship also. It is a time period of worship, like the Maghrib prayer right at the beginning of it. As soon as the sun sets, Maghrib prayer. And then the Isha prayer. And then the night prayer that you can do after that. And the Witr prayer. 
and لِأَنَّ فِي اللَّيْلِ مُنَاسَبَ عَظِيمًا وَهِيَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يَنْزِلُ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا حِينَ يَبْقَى ثُلُثُ اللَّيْلِ الْآخِرِ and also because in the night time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends in the last third of the night Allah descends in the last third of the night and then he says مَنْ يَسْأَلُنِي فَاعْطِيَهُ وَمَنْ يَدْعُونِي فَاسْتَجِيبَ لَهُ وَمَنْ يَسْتَغْفِرُنِي فَاغْفِرَ لَهُ Who is asking of me and I will give them? Who is calling upon me and I will answer them? Who is seeking my forgiveness and I will forgive them? وَلِهَذَا نَقُولَ And for this reason we say إِنَّ ثُلُثَ الْآخِرِ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ وَقْتُ إِجَابَةِ that the last third of the night is a time where the dua is answered. A time where the dua is answered. فَيَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَنْتَهِزَ الْإِنسَانُ هَذِهِ الْفُرْصَةِ So it is suitable and appropriate that a person needs to utilize this opportunity to take that opportunity, to grasp that opportunity. فَيَقُومُ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ وَيَتَهَجَّدْ وَيَدْعُوا اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ بِمَا شَاءَ مِنْ خَيْرِ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ لَعَلَّهُ يُصَادِهُ سَاعَةَ إِجَابَةٍ يَنْتَفِعُ بِهَا فِي دُنْيَاهُ وَأُخْرَى So a person needs to strive in that time and stand in prayer and call upon Allah with whatever he wishes from the goodness of this world and the afterlife, of the goodness of this world and the afterlife, perhaps he catches that time in the last third of the night when the dua is answered for him. And so he gains the goodness, the khair for this dunya in this life here, or in the afterlife for himself. Perhaps he gains that goodness in the worldly life or in the afterlife by being up and worshipping and making dua in that last third of the night. And it being answered as it is a time that the dua is answered in. That is the opening for ayat from Surah Al-Fajr. The next section will begin with next time. It's too long and it's better to do it together rather than break it up. That there is the first section. Then the next section is different. The next section goes on to some other aspects now and some other meanings within this chapter. That's what we'll begin with next time inshallah ta'ala. We'll conclude upon that opening section for today. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم.